0: Welcome, everyone, to Eyes on the Mize, a new Magic the Gathering podcast. Uh, I'm your host. My name is John. Joining me on the line is Ian. Hey, everybody. All right. So, obviously, the introduction kind of says it in and of itself. This is a Magic the Gathering podcast. I actually didn't even tell you my full name. My name is John Wells, and that's Ian Dixon, all the way over in Seattle, Washington. Close enough. Close enough. Um, So... The first thing that I wanted to get through with this is, this is episode one, this is who we are. And instead of doing a, this is who we are, or doing a first topic, what we're going to do is, this episode one is just the introductions. So after you hear the introductions, if you go, yeah, yeah, these guys sound fine, they seem competent, I would recommend you to to then jump over to episode two, where we're going to actually do some content. Uh, but if you want to stick around, listen to who we are, and why you should listen to us, that's really what this episode is all about. Now, let's go ahead and jump into that. Who are these people, and why should I listen to them? Um, me, I am kind of nobody. I have opinions, and I wanted to share them. Uh, and I asked Ian, I was like, Ian, do you want to do a podcast? Sure, why the hell not? <laughs> all right, so... You've probably seen me around, maybe, in Twitch streams. This is probably the most likely place you'll have seen me. My Twitch handle there is uh, jwiley129. Uh, I frequent Learning Ready Run, Doc, or SG Doc. Sometimes I go to the Magic, Tw- Magic Twitch chat. Um, but most of the time, I kind of s- spend my time around the smaller Magic streams. I'm also a fairly active member of one of the deck building sites that uh, you can probably find if you just Google deck building websites. Uh, and Ian, uh, who are you and why should we care?
1: Uh, well, I am in the U.S. Army, but most of my claim to fame in terms of magic is on smaller Twitch streams and such like that. I am actually a moderator for a decent number, I guess you could say. <laughs> I watch way too much Twitch in my spare time. Um, like you mentioned, Loading, Ready, Run. Uh, there's SG Doc who streams late at nights Eastern. Uh, I moderate for Gabby Sparts, uh, Elantris, or uh, Athena Huey. I moderate for most recently uh, Channel Fireball, as well as LSV, and a bevy of other channels of which, oh, Plano uh, Community College, uh, man, the you- amateuring, you know, just throwing all these names <laughs> out. But yeah, uh, I moderate on all these guys' channels. If you guys see me around, my Twitch handle is Dix D-I-X. Um, that is important. So it's yeah, it's not the Curse for Kids. Um, <laughs> Or it's not the uh yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. But yeah, so if you see me around, that's me. And that's why I'm here. We figured might as well, you know, transition over to doing some more other content and other forms of media. As well as yeah. I also stream myself too, but haven't done a whole lot lately.
0: Well, you did just have a big move.
1: Very true. Very, right. very true.
0: So that's who we are. And then why the name? Because Eyes in the Mies, for a person who might be new to the game, you might go. What does that even mean? So, Ian, what does Eyes of the Mize mean?
1: Well, as you can kind of see, it's, it's a little bit of a plan on words. Um, what Mize is in Magic terminology is usually a lucky happening, like kind of a top deck, a, look, a nice lucky top deck. Or you're like, I need to get this one card in my deck. I'm going to lose if I don't get it. And you go to draw it, and it's right there. That's Mize. And like, it's like you Mize the card you need. Uh. Kind of it's like a play on Eyes on the Prize. In this case, um, we're looking to you know, improve our own game. Our eyes are on the prize, and we're you know, hoping to get a little lucky out of it, so might as well call it Eyes on the Mize.
0: Right. Um, for me personally, I, I can't speak for Ian, but I kind of put myself firmly in the middle 50% of Magic players. I know I'm not better than the top 25% of Magic players. Those are the people who I would consider, like people who day two GPs, people who grind out tickets on Magic Online excuse me or the people who are obviously pro magic players
1: yeah I'm on the other probably, side I'm, I'm right there i'm right right around there too for you
0: on the other side i know i'm better than the bottom 25 which are the, probably the new players the young kids the people who maybe don't play at the top tier tables that we might consider um and most of the people that you see when they make magic content or create magic content they tend to get better um for example, I know, I know, I know. Ian, we both listen to Limited Resources, which is a great Magic podcast. Which, if you're done listening to us, you should go listen to them. Um, and even Luis Scott Vargas, who is one of the, he's in the Magic Hall of Fame. He's a big personality. Even he said that you know, being on Limited Resources and making the content made him a better Magic player. Um, so, hopefully, th- through the course of this podcast, we take you along a journey where we improve ourselves and hopefully make you better as well.
1: Yeah, that's basically what we're hoping for.
0: All right, so then, like I said, we want to kind of do this introduction podcast. So if you're if you're happy with what you hear so far, you're like, cool. These guys sound competent. Head on over to episode two. It'll be up there for you to listen to. This will be probably the only week we do a double release, um, but other than that, we will uh, we'll be having uh, weekly or biweekly releases. We still haven't kind of really ironed that out, but we'll see. Uh, but now, just more of who we are, what kind of magic we like.
1: So, Ian, how'd you get into Magic? Well, I set your way back, Machine, for, oh, God, 98? I think it was 98, whatever it was. It was way back in the day. I was in elementary school. Uh, a bunch of my friends, I noticed in a computer, a little computer science class were, uh, between Mario Teaches Typing and Math Blaster, were playing some uh, card game on the floor. So I went over to check it out, and they were playing. And this was right around uh, Tempest Block. So it's like Tempest, Exodus, and Stronghold. the no, Tempest, Stronghold, Exodus. Um, unfortunately, I only played for that block and the one right after, which is the insanely broken Urza's block. And then those friends that I played with happened to move away. Some of them were military families, and some of them went to uh, Catholic school for high school right after that. So unfortunately, a lot of my main player ba- play base that I played with on a daily basis or interacted with mostly just left. Uh, it took Loading Ready Run about a good 15 years later to get me back into the game for right around M14? Yeah, M14, right before Theros Block came out to get right back in the game. They had been playing for a little while, but I kind of resisted the lure of getting back into the game until those guys got me into it. And The lure uh, of lure, if you might say? Yeah, I went there. Uh, <laughs> basically, those guys got me kind of interested in it again, and I've just gotten hooked ever since. And obviously... <laughs> so much stuff Yeah, I, I have a similar story
0: uh, my first memory really with any sort of magic cards is I was um, coming back home from visiting my grandmother with my mom and we stopped by Peter Pan's Toys out near Nashville, Tennessee um, and I remember looking at this intro deck of Scourge um, and it had this really cool like, weird art on it, I was like that looks fun and it was the blue red deck and the cover creature is scornful egotist <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know, uh, Scourge w- was the third set in the Onslaught block, which I didn't know at the time what it was, and one of the mechanics was Morph. And Scourge has a converted mana, a converted mana, co- converted mana cost theme. Whew. Say that ten times fast. And Scornful Egotist is a 1-1 wizard, with Morph for a single blue. So Morph is pay three mana, play him face down, pay the Morph cost, flip them up. So, Morph is like, okay, so I get a bonus. Well, Okay, it's a one-one for with more for unblue. What's its mana cost? Eight,
1: (laughs) seven and a blue. Are you kidding me? No, look it up.
0: Like that, scornful egotist was a eight mana one-one that unmorphs for a single blue for the converted mana cost theme. Like scourge has the cards a rush of knowledge, which is a four mana sorcery where you draw cards equal to the highest CMC that you control. Uh. Torn oh, to flame, sense. which deals damage. equal to the highest CMC you control. Yes.
1: Yeah, so yeah. This is like this is like a couple blocks after I got out of the game. So yeah. I comp- there's there's a nice. Ten some year chunk of magic memory that I just don't even have.
0: I also never played competitively when I first played Magic. Like I didn't even know that draft existed or standard existed. I just I was like with well, these kids, just jam all these cards together. This will be fun. Uh, played through uh, Mirrodin block, and I played and I played through Kamigawa block. I remember me and my friends had a really really fun time with Kamigawa because we all loved the uh, the samurai theme because we were all anime nerds at that point in time. <laughs>
1: nice i have vague memories
0: of ravnica but i don't remember actually playing with the ravnica cards uh then i uh i kind of left the game i I had a lot of things with my school went to college and then i went to uh went to grad school for a little bit um I'm i'm no longer in grad school right now uh however i had a life change where i had a lot of free time open up girlfriend left me um and I was huh. like, "Well, I need a hobby," so I picked up magic right around M14. In fact, my first event was the M14 pre-release, which was awesome. I opened a Chandra Flame, co- f- no, Chandra f- Pyromaster, and a yeah. Colonian Hydra, and I still use that Colonian Hydra. Um, nice. So it was it was a great podcast, and it just proves that beginners always have amazing pools at pre-releases. I don't know huh. how it happens; it just happens. My
1: my first pre-release when I came back to the game was Theros, and in my opening pre-release. Uh, my first, very first one, I had a key Cure was in that set. What no, Cure did? was born. No, um, it was the, Elspeth, no. Ashiok, or ago Oh, right. I had Ashiok and Thoughtseize. Nice. In my opening pool. I was nice. like, I don't even know what to do with these cards, but they look great. <laughs> so I've always had a, I've always had a soft spot for Ashiok, just because it was the very first Planeswalker I opened. Yeah, Ashiok, also a very strong card. Oh um, so good. So. We kind
0: of have the ba- the same kind of started Magic young, gotten to Magic older, which a lot of Magic players actually do for some reason. Like Wizards go- went out and said that yeah, most of our players like leave the game and then come back because it's a great game.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. So, what is what like what kind of Magic do we like to play? Magic has a variety of play styles, a variety of different strategies that you can employ. Uh, what is your favorite kind of like archetype, I guess. Like, what are what are the magic? What are the type of magic that you like to play?
1: Some formats. Um, well, I've been kind of bit by the sealed bug lately. Mm. Uh, I've been, I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna be jamming so many sealed leagues on Magic Online <laughs> coming up. The sealed um, leagues are
0: amazing. If you ha- if you if you have a Magic Online account um, and you haven't played a sealed league yet, why haven't you?
1: Time yeah time it's but no but other than that i had done standard a little bit right when i got back into the game i would mostly done drafting but i got in this little bit of standard then i was like i don't want to keep paying money so i got in the modern and we'll discuss at a later date what i imagine that the next time we're going to talk
0: about modern is going to be the next band restricted announcement yeah that'll probably be in a month or so but
1: from now yeah. But thankfully, that's my, my lovely modern deck is currently in hibernation right now. I've actually just gotten into Pauper as well, and it's mm. so much fun. Oh yeah. my gosh. That, for those that, who don't
0: know, Pauper is the all commons format.
1: Yes. And if it, if it has appeared as a common in any set, uh, there's actually two separate lists for that. Like, there's an online list because certain cards have appeared. On Magic, haven't appeared on, on Magic online. Like yeah. for instance, I was actually looking up the other day. Like I think Felden's cane, it's a artifact that you sacrifice and you shuffle your library back in, or you shuffle your graveyard back in your library. I think you exile it. Exile it. Yeah, remove from the game. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not. But anyway, it appeared as a common in only one printing, which was Chronicles, in paper. It's never appeared online at common, so you can't be. Using oh, that's
0: right, because it was on the Time Shifted sheet. Was it? Yeah, I remember looking up Felden's Can at one point. It was on the time shifted oh,
1: shift. Oh yeah, yeah, but it sh- sure. it's but it was that's not a common. But it shifted as an uncommon. Yeah. Shifted, um, so, anyways, but um, it's it's an amazing format. It's really inexpensive. It's starting to get more popular, but it's if you're looking for a constructed format and you don't want to go spend five hundred dollars on a standard deck or a thousand dollars on a modern deck or even more for Legacy and Vintage, of which I'm building a Legacy deck, um, but you can pick up a competitive top tier pauper deck for fifty bucks yeah. or less. Yeah.
0: Um, there is something to be said about the Magic Online economy, which is really weird, where for example, a card like Hydroblast, which is pennies, maybe like fifty cents in paper, is like six bucks in uh
1: on Magic yeah. Online. It's more than that.
0: Oh yeah, that's right, it is more than that. Yeah. <laughs> but the Magic Online economy is weird. It's really Yeah, like
1: a, for instance, the one of the decks I play uses a card called Gorilla Shaman. It saw print 20 years ago. In paper, it costs like a dollar or two. Online, it's $17. Wow, because it Shaman? only It only saw one release in one set only online.
0: Now, remember, Gorilla Shaman is the one red one one that has one XX destroy an XCMC artifact? Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Well, I'm, I'm still baffled at the Magic Online economy when it comes to like misdirection being a $110
1: card. Like I said, small printing size of a set that was not really played a whole lot. Yeah. But meanwhile, um, it's been reprinted a couple times in paper. Yeah. But it's – so what about you? What, what uh, magic do you like to play? Uh,
0: well, I, I started back basically with standard like most magic players do. They go, oh, I need to build a 60-card deck. I'll play standard. Um, so I, I remember my first deck, I just bought the red, the Gruul intro deck from, uh, from Dragon's Maze. With Rurik Thar, he unbowed as the as the face creature. That deck was a lot of fun. Um, however, after a while, I was at I went my first local game store when I was living in Hawaii at the time was a comic book store that literally had one table in between the in basically in a in a loop or in a dead like kind of in one of the dead ends where they had all the comic books laid out on the on the uh, on the edges, and then I see these people pull out these really tall decks. And they have these cards and top loaders, and I go, "What are you guys playing?" And they go, "Oh, we're playing uh, Commander," and that's, and that's, and that's when they came for my money. Um, <laughs> that's Commander how it is all <laughs> Commander is my favorite format. Commander is um, it's marketed as a casual format. There are some people who will get really defensive if you call Commander a casual format, <laughs> because you can build very competitive decks. For example, one of my decks is a Esper control deck, and I. If I get a perfect hand, I could win the game on turn three. That's gross. Now, the big thing about Commander and why it's popular is that it's a singleton format. You can only run one copy of each card aside from basic lands. Uh, And it is, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of flavorful deck building that you can do. That's one of the reasons why I like Commander. I have seven currently built Commander decks not including pre-constructed decks cuz i have all the pre-constructed decks <laughs> except, for yeah, the first, pretty, except for the first except for the first flat i don't have any of those
1: they're uh, pretty good though so yeah if you're if you are looking to get into the commander format and you like the idea of these 100 card decks singleton cards they have pre-constructed decks like 35 bucks and, and they're good go, oh yeah they're good a little bit of tweaking hey my my current my main commander my main commander deck is a mono white deck that was built around a precon uh,
0: the the most recent two commander decks I can think of that were really good were the Jund one, the red the red black and green one from twenty fourteen, with Prosh Skyraider of Kerr because it has an infinite combo built into the deck, yeah. and the current the current um, flock of the commander precons are enemy colored. So if you're familiar with the Magic color wheel, the enemy colors red is enemies with red and black, blue is enemies with blue and with blue and red, and so on. And they have enemy five enemy colored decks and the the Golgari one, the Is it one, and the Golgari
1: is green black. Is it
0: is red blue, and the Simic uh, Simic blue green. Did I say Simic already?
1: No, you didn't. Okay, you so didn't.
0: Simic. They're all solid, and the and the and the black green one is disgusting. Um, it has Maran of Clan Nelthoth, who I think is already in the Legacy cube, wow. on Magic Online. That's she pretty... is so good, and so disgusting
1: yeah so it's but speaking of speaking of singleton formats though there's also another one that's been cropping up more popularity called highlander yes specifically Uh, specifically of the canadian Canadian variety i believe because highlander has a variety of yeah i've actually started getting into that one now (laughs) yeah it's being it's been getting traction on the mothership
0: i think blake rasmussen who's in who's the uh, main editor of daily mtg which is wizards uh article production has been saying high, Canadian Highlander is his favorite
1: format yeah it's it's pretty fun but so that's so it seems like we're fans of constructive we, we do li- I do like drafting Unlimited, but yeah I, I so my fun. local
0: game store only drafts so <laughs> I get a lot of drafts in of a, of a given format I also mm-hmm. draft on magic online quite a bit I also enjoy sealed I also enjoy uh, modern. Modern is my, uh, quote, competitive uh, format of choice, where I have two decks. I have a Blue-Red Storm deck, and I have a Mardu tokens list. Uh, I was looking to get into Eldrazi, but now, it since it looks like it's going to be hit, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, mm-hmm. However, Standard, I've kind of fallen in and out of love with. I did pl- I play game day when it comes up. Last game day, I played the Sphinx's Tutelage deck, and that deck was fun.
1: Yeah. It was so really space, fun. So basically what you're... what you listeners at home are getting is the ad is that you're gonna hear about a larger number of formats. This isn't gonna be single like around. You're not gonna hear just just limited content or just constructed content. You're gonna basically hear you're gonna be getting hit from all sides.
0: Yeah, we're we're gonna bounce around. Ian and I both have fairly eclectic tastes when it comes to formats.
1: Oh, oh, do we?
0: Oh, <laughs> do, do we ever? Yeah, I also play popper. I actually do have a vintage Jekyll Magic online. Um, I invested in invested in vintage, whether for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. I also I also have four
1: moto jaces, but no paper jaces. So I have four paper jaces and no moto jaces. <laughs> so there we go. Priorities. <laughs> exactly. All right. Oh no, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. So yeah, it's it's another thing. Hopefully, is we there's a large number of things to do with magic, and we just hope to hit on as much as we can because we're going to have opinions and thoughts on everything. So we're not just going to restrict ourselves to a specific thing.
0: What are opinions? Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, So, favorite cards. Ian, what are your favorite cards?
1: Oh, like like I mentioned, I, I played way back in the day, back in good old 1997, 98, 99 era. And... I, I, it was really hard for me to think of a favorite card of mine, but like there's this pet card that I used to use around my very first ever construct. I used one of the pre-Constructed, uh, I guess, standard decks that they had for Urza's Legacy that came out. It was a green-white Stompy deck. Basically, you played a bunch of green-white creatures that were big and would just smash face. And I modified it because my grandparents for my birthday got me a bo- booster box of... Versus legacy, and little Omi was just like, rip it open! So I pulled all the cards out, and one of them was Multani Mero Sorcerer. Now he is four green and green. Legendary think, Tree Folk, I don't know. What the, it
0: is oh, an elemental.
1: Excellent. Elemental, okay. So it says Multani Mero, and his power and toughness is star star. Which would now, I guess, be X.
0: No, it is star star. Oh, it's because it's still star
1: star? Oh, yeah, yeah right, because... It stuff. So anyway, Multani, <laughs> Multani Mara Sorcerer has power and toughness equal to each of the total card number of cards in all players' hands. He cannot be the target of spells or abilities. This is before they keyword that to Shroud. Yeah. What I ended up doing is I ended up baking in some, like, this is like I didn't know what I was doing, but I just built in some stupid little card draw thing with Spellbook, which means you can't have, you don't discard. I think it actually is Oracle to you, have no hand no no maximum hand size yeah and cards like baron's codex which every turn you put a page counter on it and then you can pay for sack it and draw cards equal number of page counters on it and of course i'm doing this like draw card stuff in green and white which is complete not where your card draw is but it was stupid i loved it i just wanted to make big creatures and bash my friend's faces in with them right so it's like my pet card for that one for many reasons, even though it, it wasn't the most powerful or great card, but it still holds a place in my heart. <laughs> mm,
0: definitely, definitely. Uh, for me, uh, on the other hand, I was a big... I remember, okay, first, I remember when I got back into the game, I remember first seeing Platinum Angel because a friend opened him in a booster pack, and I was like, that card is amazing. So, Platinum Angel is this card that says it's a 7-mana artifact creature. I think it's an angel. It's a 4-4 four, four flyer. And it says, you can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. I remember looking at that and, like, the first... Whenever Magic player first sees the card's like, this card's amazing. You can't lose. You literally can't lose. Um, you also can't
1: win. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call downside, kids.
0: That is what we call downsides. Um, no, that You're thinking of Abyssal Persecutor.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, that's, a, that's a mythic from a, diff- from a different set. Right. And I remember also having a lot of fun with the with the samurai from from Kamigawa. Like I said, playing Kamigawa was a lot of was a lot of fun for me personally. But coming back into the game, Theros. I was a big Greek history buff when I was in when I was in middle school and high school. And my my foreign language in college was actually Greek, ancient Greek. So going to Theros and seeing all the Greek gods, I was just like, oh, this is this is perfect. My favorite card when I looked when I first saw Theros was Perforos, God of the Forge, and if he and if I was going to have a Theron deity that I would worship, it would be Perforos. Uh, he is a four and a red legendary enchantment creature god. The gods were all all absurd. He's a six five creature. He has indestructible. All the gods from Theros had the same ability, where if your devotion to their color is less than five, they aren't creatures. So unless you have five red mana symbols among your permanents, he just kind of sits there as an enchantment. But his abilities were so sweet that I didn't care. Because whenever you had a creature into the battlefield, you got to shock, deal two damage to each opponent, and then you could pay two in a red to give your entire team plus one plus oh. Oh, man, I just loved Purphoros so much. Oh, he was so good. The gods were pretty fun. The gods are pretty fun. I think perforos saw cr- was criminally underplayed in that standard, but it it was hard to hard to break none into of, that standard environment. None of the gods were really played at all. Thassa, okay. Thassa.
1: Let's not talk about the mono. Let's not talk about the potion <laughs> decks. All right. Fair. Fair. That was, that was ridiculous. Fair.
0: Uh, I also really and then I saw I had a lot of other pop like pet cards from all those different from those different sets. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed. The Planeswalkers, I liked. I liked Kiora in Born of the Gods. I liked the new Ajani, the Ajani mentor of heroes in Journey to Nyx. Uh, Kronos was a guy that I was looking forward to a lot, and he, Kronos, lived up to to my expectations.
1: No, you didn't see Sander play, but he, he sees was, modern play. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he, he currently did. sees, but he did. He he used to back in. Uh, back in the before times. R.I.P. Twin.
0: <laughs> All right. No, no more, no more modern, no more modern talk.
1: Yeah. But anyway, uh, so. Yeah. It seems like we both have a nice, clean speak. well, let's use a lovely Koranos to get into our colors, which mine, I, like I said, I started off green and white, which is usually the home of the big stompy creatures. But I've become a fan of red blue lately. Like, I don't really have a fan, like, particular one color that I like more, but I've definitely found a lot of my decks these days wanting to lean red and blue. Like my pauper deck is red, blue with a touch of green. One of my modern decks that was red and blue touching black. My stand my current standard deck is red and blue touching black.
0: <laughs> well, that's the that's why Wonder... you're you're on you on Grix's Prowess.
1: Oh I'm on Grix's Prowess baby. Yeah. Love that deck. <laughs> that
0: deck does look fun.
1: But let's just put it this way, I play I like saying no and I like just burning things
0: out. <laughs> and blue-red is the perfect color combination for oh. that.
1: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> How about you? Uh,
0: for me, my my favorite color outside of Magic is red, and that carries over perfectly into Magic. Red is my favorite color. Uh, if I can have a format where I can play little red creatures, turn them sideways, and bolt your face, I would be, oh, man, I would be the happiest person in the world. Uh, I played mono-red at the Magic Origins game day, and I was... Totally happy with that decision that I made.
1: That was, yeah,
0: <laughs> that was that was a good form. That was that was a good deck. I really enjoyed it. Uh, my my favorite guild on the other hand is Boros because I really enjoyed the Boros Samurai from from Kamigawa, and that really sticks 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 with me and sticks true. Current my, the commander deck I'm playing the most often right now is my uh, Clemmy deck, which is the red, which is the new Boros commander from the. Current commander product. And
1: yeah, for those who Boros fun. is red and white.
0: Yes, Boros is red and white. There's a lot of vocabulary. There will not be a test. And then says we just the, left, says we just the teacher says <laughs> says the teacher. I know. Yes, I'm a school teacher. That is that is the thing that I do for the monies. So aside from yeah. that, uh, we just left cons. My favorite my favorite wedge was uh, Mardu. Mardu is the clan that I just kind of latched onto,
1: and it's like these are mine teamer was mine i can't tell you how many times i tried to make teamer work and it it, teamer for those who don't know it's red blue and green so basically what everything i was just saying makes sense why i would pick that that color combination but it just wasn't good enough every other color combination was just better
0: yeah especially standard
1: i wanted to play savage knuckleblade so bad
0: you weren't alone you weren't alone, but all right. Uh, it's all good. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end of our introduction episode. This is going to be pretty short. Some of our episodes are probably going to end more towards the longer length. Uh, let us know uh, once you've listened to these, which like you prefer, whether you like the half hour version that this podcast is, or if you prefer the longer version, as I imagine episode two is probably going to get to. Oh, it's um, going to be a big one. Looking at the show notes for episode two, we are, ooh, baby. Yes,
1: I imagine this is going to be see. a
0: long episode. Uh, but anyways, that's going to bring it, bring us to the end for here. Uh, you can reach us on social media in a variety of different places. I'm on Twitter as at jwiley, W-I-L-E-Y, 129. That's also my Twitch handle. Uh, and Ian, how can people reach you on social media?
1: People can find me on the lovely Twitters at Dixon I J. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. Also uh, on Twitch at Dix. So it's twitch.tv slash Dix. Um, I'm going to be streaming a little bit more. I mostly stream Magic the Gathering. I also stream other games like Knights of the Republic. I've streamed Faster Than Light, uh, Destiny. I think I might be doing The Division soon because that just came out and a bunch of my friends are playing it. So uh, just follow on Twitter. I'll probably say what I'm streaming, but you know, the best place to find me is on, mostly on Twitter, but if you're ever in the mood for a uh, very punt, a very badly poorly played magic stream, come by mine.
0: A, a puntable magic stream, if you
1: will? Yeah, it's, it's pretty puntable. <laughs> punt filled. Yes. It's fun. It's a, it's a good group of people. So. Yes.
0: And also, for those of you who watching magic online and watching people stream magic online is another great way of getting better at magic, just watching a bunch of people play magic over and over and over again
1: oh absolutely all
0: right that's gonna do it for us i haven't really thought of an outro yet this is gonna be it's a work in progress
1: hey it's the first episode man we got this
0: that is true we have a lot of room to improve (laughs) uh thank you very much guys and i'll talk to you next time or we'll talk to you next time we will talk to you next time
1: yeah